Life Audio. The Bible Study Podcast, episode 856. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues its study of the book of Psalms and also the study of Psalm 119 with the fourth part in that particular chapter. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. Psalm 119 is going to take a while. It is the longest chapter in the Bible. It is, again, an acrostic, and we've covered, I believe it's nine of the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, and we're going to start today with the letter Kaf. But first, a word from the sponsor. Did you know that the Salvation Army not only provides services to those in need, but we also produce a network of Christian podcasts you can listen to on your favorite podcast store? One of these shows, Words of Life, is a 15-minute weekly show featuring interviews, testimonies, Bible studies, and more. In April, we'll once again hear from author and pastor Natalie Runyon. She has created a new six-week discipleship course for women to talk about community, women in leadership, accountability, and more. We want discipleship to be what's drawing people, not bounce houses. They're more likely to come back and not just to be entertained. Even in me, you know, making him have to pry it from my hands, he was still saying, but I have something better. It was because of the redeemed saying so, of telling the story of what God had done. When we point people to him, they're going to want to know him. Listen to Words of Life on your favorite podcast store or visit wordsoflifepodcast.org. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. CAF. My soul faints with longing for your salvation, but I have put my hope in your word. My eyes fail looking for your promise. I say, when will you comfort me? Though I am like a wineskin in the smoke, I do not forget your decrees. How long must your servant wait? When will you punish my persecutors? The arrogant dig pits to trap me, contrary to your law. All your commands are trustworthy. Help me, for I am being persecuted without cause. They almost wiped me from the earth, but I have not forsaken your precepts. In your unfailing love, preserve my life, that I may obey the statutes of your mouth. Okay, so again, we have this whole chapter focusing on the law of the Lord and following the law of the Lord in obedience. This particular section, again, is talking about someone who is feeling persecuted. I say feeling persecuted. I don't mean to sound like maybe they're not really being persecuted. I'm going to take their word for it, the psalmist's word for this. But they're hoping and waiting for God to do something about it. They're watching as evil persists. 
as evil seems to be successful. And that is something that can be discouraging to all of us, is when we look out and we see that the people who seem to be doing the wrong thing are making progress, it is just heartrending and can just cause us to lose hope. And so similarly, the psalmist says, my soul faints with longing for your salvation. My soul faints waiting for you to save me, but I have put my hope in your word. Again, I'm trusting in the law, the theme of chapter 119. My eyes fail looking for your promise. I say, will you comfort me? Again, that waiting sense here. And then here's the part I didn't get, though I am like a wineskin in the smoke. I do not forget your decrees. Now, I don't know how many times you've all used that phrase. I'm like a wineskin in the smoke. Not so much, I'm guessing. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but but clearly the psalmist is having trouble of this waiting. This waiting is taking too long. How long must your servant wait? When will you punish my persecutors? And here's the direct question. Lord, how long? How long until you make it right? The arrogant dig pits to trap me contrary to your law. And so they're laying traps all around him. And there is a portion of the law that says you shouldn't dig a pit to trap someone as if that needed to be said. But I think literally they're trying to trap the psalmist, probably not literally with pits, but with traps. And it might be verbal traps. It might be setting them up in business. We don't know who the psalmist has as their adversary. And so we don't know what kind of trap is being set for them. The arrogant dig pits to trap me, contrary to your law. All your commands are trustworthy. Help me, for I am being persecuted without cause. It's interesting that all your commands are trustworthy. That that is, of course, the theme of this whole chapter, but it's kind of put in there, and, and it feels like it didn't fit a little bit. But the psalmist is saying, I trust in your law. Isn't there some advantage to trusting your law? Isn't that supposed to do good for me because I trust in your law? I'm very frustrated at this point because I'm waiting and I don't see it working. Help me for I'm being persecuted without cause. They almost wiped me from the earth, but I have not forsaken your precepts. Again, associating I have been faithful and yet I nearly perished. You know, Lord, how can you let this happen? In your unfailing love, preserve my life, that I may obey the statutes of your mouth. And again, because you love me, Lord, save me. Because I love you, Lord, I will be faithful. Going on the next letter, Lamad. Your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. Your faithfulness continues through all generations. You established the earth and it endures. Your laws endure to this day. For all things serve you. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for by them you have preserved my life. Save me, for I am yours. I have sought out your precepts. The wicked are waiting to destroy me, but I will ponder your statutes to all perfection, I see a limit, but your commands are boundless. Again, yet another thing, focusing on the law of God and focusing on the the commands and the statutes of God here. And again, somewhat the wicked are out to destroy this person, a little less intense than the last one in terms of that, that sense of how long, that sense of why am I seeing the injustice. But your word, Lord, is eternal. It stands firm in the heavens. 
that God's intention for his creation has not changed. That God's intention for what is right and what is wrong has not changed. That God has not changed is why none of that has changed. Your faithfulness continues to all generations, through all generations. You establish the earth and it endures. It's interesting to think about that, that the earth does endure. It doesn't, it feels like some days it is closer to destruction than others. But as the psalmist wrote, writes, your laws endure to this day for all things serve you. That was a couple thousand years ago. The law of God exists still to this day. And when we say the law of God, again, I will remind probably every episode here of 119 that Jesus summarized the law as in love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your mind, your soul, your strength, and love your neighbors as yourself. As one of the early Jewish teachers said, and all else is commentary. All the rest of the law is a way of understanding those two pillars. If your law had not been my delight, I would have perished in my affliction. I almost feel like this one is chronologically after the last one, that God did save the psalmist. And then now the psalmist can look back for if it hadn't been, if I hadn't been faithful, I hadn't been obedient, I would have perished. I will never forget your precepts for by them you have preserved my life. It's interesting. What about the faithfulness of the psalmist led to the psalmist's being alive. And that's what the psalmist is saying. You preserved my life through my obedience. Was it because the psalmist listened to something that God said? Maybe they were being lured into something they shouldn't have done and listened to what God said and and avoided destruction? Don't know. Save me for I am yours. I have sought out your precepts. And still again, the wicked are waiting to destroy me, but I will ponder your statutes. I will think about what it is that pleases you. I will think about the law. To all perfection I see a limit, but your commands are boundless. It's an interesting phrase. I I see that as being to all perfection, to all that we can aspire to, to be perfect, to all that we can aspire to, to, to do good even, that there are limits, but your commands are boundless, that, that the law of God has been established and will continue to be established as we go forward no matter how far in history we go forward, no matter how far back we go. Now on to the next letter, Mem. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have more understanding than the elders, for I obey your precepts. I have kept my feet from every evil path so that I may obey your word. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every wrong path. Interesting, this one, this the psalmist here, it'd be easy to take this as the psalmist boasting, but I don't think that's the intention when you put it here in the context of Psalm 119, which is how great is the law of the Lord and to, you know how important it is to be obedient to it. But the psalmist in this chapter is saying they have been obedient. Oh, how I love your law. I meditate on it all day long. 
Do you ever spend any time in the middle of your day when you're not listening to a podcast, when you're not listening to a sermon series, when you're not in church, when you're not in a Bible study, thinking about some phrase in the Bible? That's what the psalmist is saying that he or she does. The psalmist is saying that they listen to and think about those phrases. And again, I think of that. I think about those verses from Philippians 4. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Well, the law of God, well, the word of God is all those things. It is lovely, it is admirable, it is right, it is pure. And so the psalmist says they spend time thinking about the word of God, thinking about the law of God. Your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. Have you thought about where wisdom comes from? Not knowledge. Knowledge is different. Knowledge might be, for instance, that I've studied the Bible a lot, and so I know this chapter versus that chapter, or I know this book versus that book, or, I, or I've studied science and I know biology, or I've studied the law and I know different books of the law. And those are great. The New Testament says that knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. And so this is talking about wisdom. And wisdom is that ability to take knowledge from whatever we have and to whatever extent we have it and apply it to make good decisions, right? So your commands are always with me and make me wiser than my enemies. And you can think about that as if God tells you that such and such a path is not a good path, and so you avoid it, and that God has put there that law for a reason— that that's going to cause your enemy to fall into some pit that you avoided because you were obedient. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. I have learned and I continue to learn. I think when I grew up, there was some understanding in the church that you went to Sunday school and then you went to confirmation and then you were done. <laughs> and that you've learned everything, which of course is never true. We've never learned everything. I'm 63 years old and I still haven't learned everything. And until I put it all in practice every minute of every day, I still have more to learn. I still have more to learn in terms of obedience as well. I have more understanding than the elders for I obey your precepts. And again, to learn is fine, but what do you do with it? As James said, so you believe that Christ is Lord, you do well. But the devil also believes that, and he trembles. It isn't that important to understand that Jesus is Lord if you don't live under that lordship. I have kept my feet from every evil path so that I might obey your word. All those paths that lead away from God. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste sweeter than honey to my mouth? Think about the thing that you like, food in this case. Think about the thing that you like most, whether it be wine or chocolate or pizza or something fancy, I don't know. But think about the law in your mouth tasting better than that. Think about it doesn't have the kind of aftertaste that some of our other actions can have where we regret it later on because it was wrong. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every wrong path. And there are many, many wrong paths that we will be presented with that will lead us 
away from God. I pray that for you and for me this week, we would choose those right paths and be obedient. We are in verse 104. We are making progress, but there are 176 verses here in 119. So we'll continue on with this next week. But with that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have a question, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. I want to take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Hey friend, I'm Brooke McLaughlin, host of the Everyday Prayers Podcast, a ministry of Million Praying Moms, and I'm here to invite you to partner with God for the hearts of your children on the daily. Our goal at Everyday Prayers is to help moms understand and pray God's Word. Join us each weekday as we share insights from God's Word for today's Christian mom. Tune in to the Everyday Prayers Podcast in your favorite app or by visiting lifeaudio.com.